Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast, and I am your host, Rob Kennedy, sitting here with two of my good mates and co-hosts. Mickey Dell, how are you this afternoon? Robbie, how are you, buddy? And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the big horse, the owner, the creator, the entertainer of Mixed Pigs 2023. How are we? We're good. We're good. And I see our other co-host here. He looks very chuffed with himself. He's sitting in a fantastic, beautiful purple Sacramento shirt. Justin Herbie, how are we? And tell us what's going on. Oh, I'm feeling great, boys. I'm feeling great. Uh, look, North Melbourne is looking awesome. A little two-point loss to the Tigers. We took it up to them. And then, of course, the main platter, which is the, the mighty Sacramento Kings, have uh, they look like it's a certainty for them to get back into the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. So I'm feeling great. So I'll, I'll just open up with this like I do every other show. But Kanga, 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 Roo, 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 Clarko's disciples are here to drop some knowledge on you, you, you. And just one more, one more little uh, bit that I've got for you guys. I've got some breaking news, actually. Um, one of the biggest, I think, assets that we could have acquired, we've been able to manage to get. Um, so we're going to have a new addition uh, to the Molten Fantasy Sports podcast, headlining the basketball. So with a little bit more news on this man, I'm going to pass it over to my good friend, Mickey Dell. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a big addition to the Molten Fantasy Sports crew. That man is Matty Garrett. So Matty is going to be headlining our NBA fantasy. So moving forward, we've seen the likes, the comments, the subs, the appreciation we've received from the fantasy sports community so far. And something that has been asked of us is, are you going to get into NBA? The answer is yes. And there's no better bloke to take this on than Matty. As us three are aware... This bloke is an encyclopedia when it comes to NBA fantasy. He knows the ins and outs, stats, games, playoffs, you name it, he knows it. So for us boys to have someone of his pedigree on our show, ex-radio host, mind you as well, from years gone by, it's a massive asset and a, a true reflection of how well we're going and us looking to build our brand moving forward to give the, the fans and you guys there at home, you know, a little bit more to, uh, to fill in your day and to follow NBA Fantasy here with us at Molten Fantasy Sports. It's an absolute huge addition, and we welcome Matty Garrett to the team. I think it's very exciting for everyone. We started off with a couple of mates just having a bit of banter and thinking, let's go and have a little chat about it and bring it to the, bring it to the world. Um, so now to be able to expand to the NBA is fantastic. That being said, click subscribe. If you haven't, we're really stoked with the number of subscribers we've had, the number of comments, the number of people getting involved. Those of you watching us on YouTube or listening to us on audiobooks, Spotify, podcast, all those other audio outlets that you can get a hold of, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and we'll hopefully continue to bring you plenty of content and breaking stories as we go through. Which brings us to this episode now, which for anyone who is new, welcome. You've chosen a good one. 
it's the revealing of my team, the delicious raviolis for where it stands right now. Um, and I've made some changes. So the boys actually don't really know what's coming. Uh, we're going to dive right in and uh, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to talk to those who are either watching or listening to us in your car, home or wherever your listening pleasure may be. Let's dive in, and I want some honest feedback from the boys. So I'm going to share the screen to anybody who's watching on YouTube. And I think I should pop my midfield and my defenders, but I'll start talking to my defenders. No huge surprise here, so I'm going to push through it quite quickly and get some feedback from the boys because this is uh, a few players here that we've talked about before. So for me, kicking it straight off away is Sam Doherty. He's an absolute lock for me. Throw away the key. I'll tell you why from a technical standpoint when I speak to my midfielders more so on why I've chosen Doherty over Tom Stewart. Nick Dacos sits there at D2. It's a value thing for me at the moment. I'm still a little bit worried about his role and Collingwood's game plan to how that's going to quite play out. But at that value, it's too good to refuse. Plus also with the percentage of ownership that's out there as well, it's just it's just a must-have in my opinion. Elliot Yo, the way he's playing, he is a risk, yes. But if he's fit, he's an absolute bull in that midfield. We've seen Jack Bowes and what he's doing and the reports that we've brought to you and the amount of midfield time, so it's an absolute lock at that price for me. Uh, Ruben Gimby with what he's doing at West Coast um, and what the potential is there is, is too high to say no to. Wilmot and the way that he's already played out on the wing is is just an absolute must-have. I think he's shown so much class uh, and at that price he's going to be going skyrockets. And then, so the, maybe the two here is a little bit to talk about a bit more is on my bench. So Weddle also moved up and played on the wing for Hawthorne at 130,000. I think the numbers that he shows and the way that Hawthorne is going to continue to blood those young players, I think it's an absolute no-brainer and can see him even maybe scoring enough points to move in and, and, and play that role in that sort of D5, D6 position. And then I've actually put this up on Twitter a few times. So um, Rob underscore, Rob K underscore FS on Twitter um, Constable, I'm still not completely sold, but he showed enough to me in that practice game that he could have a role, and I think his job security is starting to become a little bit higher at Gold Coast. There's my defenders. Who who wants to start? Mickey Dill, are you going to kick us off? Yeah, I like it. Uh, to start off with, I like the fact that you've brought Charlie Constable in, mate. Um, you've got Jack Lacocious, who's who's come out in the media and said that he will be playing forward, so that they're looking for running... Defenders. You've got Ben uh, Long, I believe it is, and Charlie Constable there. Charlie Constable's a little bit bigger. He's just six foot four. Like he's, he's quite big for a midfielder, but he's going to be able to take that third tall run off them. He's a good user of the ball. He knows how to find the ball. I like that pick there. When we're talking about Josh Weddle, yes, he did play up on the wing. Uh, a little bit out of his depth for me, but he will play given that Hawthorne are looking to to play their youth. So when you're talking about 130K there, you are going to generate money out of him. Darcy Wilmot played up on the wing and half back. Didn't set the world on fire, but played his role. You know, we're talking about in previous podcasts where he averaged mid-70s playing finals for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, for me, to continue that form, I think he's ahead of Connor McKenna at the moment. Uh, Connor McGregor's brother, for those of you playing at home. <laughs> so Darcy Wilmot, Gimby didn't play. They're taking a precautious approach with him, but you being in Perth, you know all about it. The hype is real. Uh, something I will bring up is Jack Bowes. So there's, there's been stuff in the media where people have said that he's played 17% of, his, of the game in the midfield, but he didn't play half the game. For the people who actually watched the game, you'd see that it was quite even between his time on a half-forward flank and his time in the midfield. So don't get carried away with these stats that are being thrown around about 17%, 14%, whatever it was, of his game time actually being midfield time because that is for the broader game time, the four quarters or the six quarters or whatever they play. I watched the game. He spent a lot more time than 14% of the game time in there and found the ball well. And then with your top three, I think most of them are going to be a lock in anyone's side. Anyone's going to do well this year. Yo, best on ground. I know it's a practice match. You don't look too much into practice matches. But when you look at Yo, you know he's a performer. If he's not injured, he's going to score well. 
and he looked fit. He looked big. He, he looked imposing compared to other players. Dacos didn't set the world on fire, but got his touches. They've said that he's going to play a 60-40 split. And you know what? If that means that he's playing midfield, rotating onto a halfback flank, that's a good point scoring position as well where Collingwood like to play that run and gun type of style. And as we've said in previous podcasts, that's where run and gun teams get their drive from. Their halfback flank is running through the lines, linking up. So with him and Doherty, Doherty's just a natural ball finder. You're not going to go wrong with those two. Uh, as a whole for me, fantastic picks there, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a little bit critical, Rob. Um, and how much money have you got in the bank? I've got 18500 Okay. I, I just think, like... You're putting, like, you got Doherty, who I totally agree with. you got Dacos, who I agree with as well. Um, Yo, Bose, Gibney, Wilmot. I just feel like you need someone else in there um, next to Doc to kind of have a little bit more secure scoring. Um, those boys, Yo and Bows, like, obviously they've done really, really well in preseason, um, but, like... What's the what's the reasoning for them going for your third and fourth uh, backman positions? Have you got that much this, confidence in them? I've got enough confidence that these guys are going to come in and score well enough and cash up quick enough that I can start to upgrade. Now, with the extra number of substitute, uh, the trades that we can make this year, uh, looking to do the odd quick cash grab, there's nothing wrong with that, Tom. And you'll see when we get to my forwards as well, there's a couple of five, six weekers to just get that cash and upgrade. So that will definitely be the area I look to upgrade where there's some other areas where I'm going to have to hold them a little bit longer before I look to go the upgrade. So I still think, yo, I mean, if he goes in and plays that midfield role, he's got enough potential to have some 100-point games yep. and high 90s. So I'm confident with him sitting there if he's fit. Bose, I mean, he's in that four spot. So if you go old school style of three primos, three rookies, I've kind of gone two and a half primos, a very possible high scoring rookie type price, mid price with Bose. And then I've gone the rookies from there who are all going to play, who are all going to play. And if you have a look, if anyone's playing at home, I've kind of cheated a bit in my midfields uh, can be seen at the moment. I've got Chester sitting there on my bench. So if Ginby or someone else doesn't play and I need to flip someone straight in there as the DPP, I can do that. I can do that switch out with Constable and Gimby who can go into that, that midfield bench role if I need to. So, yeah, I, I've, I feel comfortable at the moment. I don't disregard your point, but I've got a bit of cash spread out a little bit further as we go down through this list. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you. Um, look, I, I like the picks. I think that, yeah, they – you know me, I'm a big – I'm a big advocate of taking guys who you think can really get to the next level. And, and Yo obviously has been at that level. It's just an it's just a question with health with him. Bose, um, he's a little bit of a worry in that Geelong side because they just kill every side um, and everybody gets good stats. Um, it'll be interesting to see when they do versus like the better teams how he does go. Um, but yeah, he's pretty he's pretty cheap. So. You can't really go wrong. The other two boys, so I've obviously got Gibney and Wilmot as well. Like, I, I really rate Wilmot. Um, I wouldn't worry about his struggles in, in the preseason, in the preseason games, just because I heard he's had a huge um, – he's had a huge preseason. They really, really rate him with McKenna. Um, so, yeah, I think you can't go wrong with him. He's the, pretty much the cheapest price that you can get. Um, the only other two is, like, Weddle and Constable. Um Weddle, yeah, like Mick was talking about before, like I think he looked a little bit out of his depth um, in that last match. So it'll be interesting to see you as a Hawks fan. I don't know if you watched the game fully or not um, to see what your thoughts are on him. Um, and Constable, yeah, he's had a lot of chances in the AFL system. Um, so I'm not that confident in him. Um, I think they've got some better ball users. Uh, but yeah, look, at that price, if he gets a crack, um, then fair play to him. He might take take his chances and really run with it. So, 
don't see it as a as a bad thing. You, you're spread across the back line. Of th- uh, you know, obviously, you're saying the strategy is to um, make money and move forward. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd want to bring one more class player in there somehow. Let me let me yep. put this to you, Justin. Would you rather Nick Haynes from GWS or Jack Bowers from Geelong? Well, it's obviously Nick Haynes because I've got Nick Haynes on my side. Watch this. I feel more. I feel. I feel. I feel more confident in Bows, and and you can see if anyone's playing along on YouTube and has a little cheat at the moment, you can see probably that little POD that I've got sitting there in my mid five position at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let, and I won't. Just, I won't say it just... for those that are listening along. Let's just pump the brakes on that last practice match, all right? They versus the Hawks. Let's 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 really think about that, all right? I could average <laughs> I could average 150 supercoach points against the Hawks at the moment. I got Jack Bowes. He, all he needs to, he's he's priced to average what 50? Yep. Priced to average 50 in a Geelong side that right now need young blood and speed. He gives him young blood and speed. They will use their runners all day. I, I I don't see him sitting in my team forever. I see him sitting in my team till hopefully, if, if all goes well, he sits in my team until halfway through this season and then I'm starting to upgrade him. There'll be other upgrades as we go along. But it, it, right now, when you look at Bowes, Gimby, Wilmont, Weddle, Constable, I just need them to play. If they're playing and not getting subbed out or anything like that, I'm I'm laughing. Well, I'm good. Rob, what are your I thoughts think on get good enough scores. Or oh, at the moment, if he, if he's going to get opportunity, if they're going to put him up on the wing, if they're going to give him opportunity, and he has lit the house on fire when it comes to their preseason, and they're just talking him up so much, he's sitting there at the moment. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say this will be my team round one. I'm, I'm changing this yeah. team more than I'm changing my underwear at the moment. But it's like at the moment, it impressed me that the time and the opportunity that they gave him. And that's all I need from somebody priced at 130000 sitting on my bench. That's all I need. Yeah. I think for the viewers at home, they need to realise also that we've, we've got our starting teams here, which by no means are locked come round one. This is just an idea of how we're thinking. But it's a very fine line between your keepers, your mid-price maniacs, mm. and your rookies where you're going to generate your coin. So um, for Rob, I can see here that he's got Weddle, Yes, he looked a little bit out of his depth, but you know what? If the Hawks play him the first seven games and he averages 50, that's $150,000 that he's making to then trade off into another better player. So we may not necessarily be looking for the best player, which may be a little bit more expensive. It's a juggling act between getting your primos and creating that money to be able to end up or finish the season with a team full of premium players. Yep, spot on. Spot on. And, and if you look at that team right there, the only primo, true primo in that back line at the moment is Doherty. Mm-hmm. Dacos has primo potential, and I at that price at 500 is worth the risk. But the only one that I'm hoping, when I look at that team and go, I need this player to stay in my team and be a top three defender, is Doherty. If Dacos finds a way to become a, a top 10 defender, great. If Yo finds a way to become a top 10 defender, even better. But they're high-owned price percentage people anyway, so it doesn't really matter too much for me. It's the others that I need to step up to keep going. Yeah. So we push on, guys. We push on. They're all fantastic points, and this is what we do. We try to bring everybody some points, some ideas, and, and I love it. It's very, very engaging. Midfield, where the money is at, and no bigger price money man than Rory Laird. And I've looked at it and said, I need this guy in my side. I can't deny those numbers. I was impressed by his practice game that showed he's worth the numbers. When it comes to Clayton Oliver, I think he's worth the dollars as well, but I don't like his draw for the start of the season. There are some serious possible taggers that he comes up against in the first five or six rounds. I think he might drop a little, and then I guarantee you I'm going to swoop in and grab him the best opportunity I possibly can from a price-wise because I guarantee he'll still finish as a Top three mid, top five guarantee. So that's the only reason I have led at the moment. Um, Jack McRae sitting there at M2. I just think he's going to be an absolute ball magnet with Dunkley not being there. I think he goes straight back into that mid and he shows them exactly what he does, and that's get the pill and use it efficiently. We've talked about Jack Steele, Upper Storm. He's a lock for me at M3. And then we see my Twitter post today, and it's all about the orange team. I've got Tom Green, who is... A massive ownership at the moment, and I understand why. 
I want to talk about their 50 disposal game. To me, it absolutely means nothing other than the fact that he is their inside mid. <laughs> Canelio didn't play. Kelly didn't play. Um, who else? Uh, someone else didn't play. It, it just, it, to me, it was nothing. He was playing against like the Hawthorne thirds. Um, but it just shows that he is their man inside and he's going to explode. This is where I get to my point of difference. Lockie Whitfield is now sitting at my mid-five position. Why? He's at 473000 He's priced at averaging only 82 is what I'm seeing with his price point. He's going back to his beloved halfback flank role. He had a fantastic conversation with the coach, which is, mate, this is where I want you to be. This is where we're going to use you, and I want you to get that football again and show us what everybody knows you're made of. And I see him being at least an in-the-90s averaging player who has potential to have games of 120, 130, 140 if he's coming around the back, getting that footy, doing the kickouts and running gun style of what the Orange team keep promoting that they're going to do. No head coach is going to come out and say, we're going to play more entertaining running gun in football if they're not going to do it. So for me, we hopefully see that Lockie Whitfield, and I'm all about PODs going for the win this year. So that's why he's sitting there at the moment. Hopper then moves all the way down to M6, and that just gets me absolutely excited that I can put him at M6. Ashcroft at M7, Phillips at M8. We've talked about them up a storm. We know why they're sitting there in most people's team. My bench is Baker. We talked about Baker in, in your team, I think it was. I think maybe he's in both, and we talked about how he got mic'd up, and he just looks to be quite impressive for the Bulldogs out on that wing. Chesser, as I said, becomes my DPP that I can flick around with others in the in the defense if I need to. He also looked very impressive in his first outing and had great raps from uh, from his captain and his ex-captain. And then Drew sitting there just at the moment. I love a nice little 102 DPP sitting on that bench. Um, and look, by all accounts, from what you've been telling me, Herbie, and what I've read, he's a good chance to, to get a game at some point. Yeah, I'll go first. Um... I want to ask you a few questions about the team. I, I quite like it. It's just I don't see it with Laird. I don't see it with Whitfield. Um, yeah, you've spoken to them a little bit uh, just now, but looking at Whitfield, so where did Whitfield – I thought Whitfield was off halfback last year, or did he move to a wing or something? He was all over the place, all over the place, playing a brand of football, which I used to love watching GWS play. And then it got to a point, and I, mate, my mates are out there having a barbecue right now. I'll pull them in here. I'll put my hand up and say, how this guy is still the coach there playing this brand of football with these Rolls-Royce-type players who we all forget were in a grand final as the favourites not that long ago, albeit they got smashed by the Tigers. But... To then play this negative brand of football with those types of players is an absolute disgrace, in my opinion, and hence the change has come. So I'm excited for them to hopefully get back, get off the chain, and put up the scores that we're used to. And I could be wrong, but I feel confident in his abilities. Talent is talent. Yeah, I'm looking at his scores from last year. He actually wasn't as bad as I thought he was. Um so, yeah, look, if he does, it's just his low scores are pretty low. Um, so he was, pre- he was pretty inconsistent last year, it looked like. But, yeah, I think I remembered that he went forward sometimes. He was, like, on ball, halfback. Like, it was just kind of all over the place last year. So, um, yeah, you know me, and I like those risks. Uh, so I think if you think that GWS is going to play really, really quick, and they do, uh, and he's been given that half-back role, which is the best role in Supercoach. Um, yeah, like you said, talent's talent, so hopefully he can really pick it up. What about the Rory Laird uh, pick? Why are you so confident in him, and why wouldn't you go Oliver, who I think is you're much more confident in, um, who I'd be more confident in, or who I'm even more confident in is Lockie Neal. Do you think that Laird can just break the tag or he won't be tagged? Um, rather than those two guys will? Or what's is that the main reasoning? Yeah, Laird doesn't get tagged. Lockie Neal does. Oliver does. I don't. I, I think Oliver's one of the best at breaking the tag. I don't think it phases him too much. I just think there's opportunity there early on for him to not score what his price allows. And I think Laird showed enough that his role's not changing in Adelaide this year. 
and that he's going to put up those big numbers and I'm not prepared to get behind the eight ball early and look to bring in others at the time. So for me, that's, yeah, I, I'm, I just looked at it and went, I need his numbers. And look, could it could absolutely burn me, but he's only 4,000 more than Oliver at the moment. Let's not get too carried away. It's not some ridiculous huge price amount. And Lockie Neal for yeah. me, I, I, I think he's one of the best footballers in the AFL. I just get worried if he's become the guy that they completely try to tag out of the game to, to try and beat Brisbane with all the other players that they have in that side. Yep. All right. Well, you know me when it comes to this team. Uh, we've got a lot of similarities. So Jack Steele, Tom Green, I agree with. Hopper, Ashcroft and Phillips. Drury as well. Um yeah, McRae, I really, really want to get him in the team. It's just I can't find any space for him. It's probably a pick between him and LDU. And as you guys know, I went past uh, a couple of 7-Elevens and LDU was lifting them, like, just on his pinky finger. So it was really, really easy for him. So I have Is that your heart or your head? Is that your heart or your head? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A little bit of both. Uh, but, but, Wait, hey. I don't want to be an inappropriate show, but uh, no, nah, I'll leave it there. No, nah, we'll play on. We'll play on. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, look, McCray, I would love to get him in my side because I, I think he's just the model of consistency with him is really, really strong. Um, and you, you just pick him and you just know he's going to rack them up, you know? Um, you doesn't necessarily get huge, huge scores like a Lockie Neal or a Clayton Oliver, um, but he's really, really consistent. So I think if you want consistency and you've taken a little bit of a risk with Laird at that price, um, then you've got McRae down there just to stabilise your team a bit. Um, I think it's a good pick. So, yeah, overall, pretty good. Do you know what I find interesting? And I'll, I'll push the mic, sorry, and I know when cool. we want to push on. But my point that I've made in other episodes as well, I get the st- I do and don't get the statement of he's a risk at that price. I can't. I don't care if some players drop in value. He can drop in value. I don't need him to score as high as he did last year. I'd love if he does. But if you want to talk about consistency, Laird's got the most consistent numbers of all time last year. I mean, he's been consistent like that for a, a multiple years now for so long. Now, will he put up 143, 152, 169, all those kind of things? Maybe not. But if he consistently gives me 115, 120, 125, I'm laughing. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with taking a little bit of a cut on his price for him to give me that consistency that if my VC doesn't come through for me, I'm not having a hernia like clicking captain on Laird, I'm pretty sure he's going to come through and give me enough of a score to keep me in the hunt. That's that's how I look at it. But you're spot on with McRae. McRae is all about consistency. If I was going another risk piece, I'd probably go Bond. But I think McRae just gives me that little bit more consistency so that I have confidence in Green and Whitfield and Hopper to, to come through for me for putting some mid-price maniacs on the door behind me. Yeah, Mickey? I'm with you with Rory Laird. He, do, he, just, he doesn't get tagged. So that's a good pick. Even if he drops 60, 50, 60, 70K in value, he's going to be a premier by the end of the year. So you've got to weigh up whether you're willing to pay the price now or wait for him to hopefully drop. Uh, Jack McRae, I'm not so sold on, and I've brought it up in previous episodes that 
we sort of fell off towards the back end of last year. And when we're talking about the uh, the Bulldogs' first few games here, they play Melbourne at the MCG. That'll be tough. Then they've got St Kilda, who they may have a field day against. Then they've got Brisbane, Richmond, Port Adelaide in Adelaide, and then Fremantle in Perth. That's their first six rounds. Uh, when you when you're talking about the luck of the draw, that's probably one of the harder draws in the AFL in your first five or six weeks. I don't anticipate really many Western Bulldogs players being able to score extremely well. I'll be picking up Jack McRae when he drops. So for me, he's not in at the moment. With the rest of your players there, Jack Steele, Tom Green, I've got them both. Uh, I like your Lockie Whitfield pick, and here's the reason why. Adam Kingsley, the new coach of GWS, I've done a bit of research. He's the old assistant coach at Richmond. It's going to be a Richmond game plan. They run and gun. That's exactly what they're going to do. So Lockie Whitfield will be the Jaden Short. He will be the uh, Daniel Rioli type of player, but at a more elite level. He was the number one pick for a reason, so I do like your pick. Hopper, we've spoken about. Ashcroft, Phillips, Baker, Chester, Drury. We've spoken about all of them. For the viewers that are watching on YouTube and for the people that are listening in, Rob spent quite a, a bit of money here in his midfield, but it's a good sort of spread between your primos versus your rookie players. I I can't really pick much apart from the Jack McRae pick, mate. I, I like your players there. Let's, let's have a little bit of fun. And I actually don't know. I only know the answer to my first question here, so I might this might burn me right out. To go through go through Jack McRae's or the Bulldogs' first five rounds, and I'm going to say the score that Jack McRae got against that team. No worries. Melbourne? 133. No comment now. <laughs> that, that, I, I did just say I knew the, I, I did just say I knew the answer to number one. <laughs> St. Kilda? Uh, St. Kilda was 128. Brisbane? 104. Richmond? 158. Port Adelaide? 144. Fremantle? 102 at Marvel. Yeah, so this, is, so, yep, this yeah. is Jack McRae's 15th year, I believe it is, in the AFL system. Is it really? Yeah, he's Far 14, out. 15. Yeah. He's 32, 33 yeah. years of age now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're looking at that versus the, the team's that they're playing Melbourne. They've obviously got Gorn and yep. Grundy. I don't yeah. anticipate English being able to keep up with both of them. Yep. You've got St Kilda. Rowan Marshall, yes, he's a good ruckman. He's more of an around-the-ground type ruckman. Yep. Brisbane, with the addition of Dunkley, they're, they're going to be stacked in their midfield. Richmond, with the addition of Taranto, Hopper, mm. alongside Prestia and the likes. That'll be tough. Port Adelaide in Adelaide, they may not have the depth, but they've still got Wines, they've got Boak, they've got mm. Butters, they've got Rosie, they've got good players there too. And then Fremantle in Perth as well. It's it's like a mm. domain out there for both the WA sides, and they always play well at home. So no, I agree. still think he will score well. I do believe he's going to drop through the first five or six rounds. No, I agree. I, and I don't think that's bad, but I think if you look at his price, it's it's not too bad for what I need him to score but, yeah, mate, this is great. I think we're throwing out some fun. I'm even having a really yeah. good look now, and it, you've actually made me dole a bit further. I actually prefer him on the bigger ground. He scores bigger at MCG than Marvel, which is mm-hmm. obviously Bulldogs' home, which yep. isn't great. And I think then maybe hopefully when he does come to Optus, Optus is a lot more to the dimensions of MCG now. So that it was, would be interesting. So I might, I might have to go and dive in and actually have a look at how many he's playing at MCG compared to, compared to, when, he plays at, compared to when he plays at Marvel. And an interesting one to give you, and look, we don't know the exact breakdown of the game, but round one against Melbourne at the MCGs when he got the 133, and then round 19 when he played Melbourne again at Marvel is when he got the 95. So it's it's interesting. So, look, great facts. Love it. All right, we push on. We do. I need to extend our screen a little bit further. Let's see how I can do this. Give me one second. I'll stop sharing that one there. And we go into our... And while Robbie's yeah, doing goes. this for the viewers at home, the Molten Fantasy Pod Supercoach League, the number 237113. That number again, 237113. As it stands right now, we've got 66 people in our league, which is fantastic, but we want to push that number north of 100 to 150. 
We've got some prizes on offer for people who do finish at the top, the upper echelon of the league. So if you think that you've got what it takes to beat these super coach gurus, gurus here, join our league, test yourself against the best, uh, and you've got us here as well to give you tips. Or if you think you know better than us, join the league, say nothing and beat us. Let's see it. Beautiful. I love that. Get involved, everyone. We appreciate it. If you haven't clicked subscribe, here's another opportunity for you to do so. Join the fun. Never miss an episode between now and the season. I guarantee it. You're going to get quality content just like this. For anyone who's watching on YouTube, I've revealed my whole team now. We're going to move into my rucks and my forwards. Uh, again, if we've talked a lot about the players, we're going to probably just punch through. So I might even I might even mix these ones in together. I have forgotten one point, though, and I just want to bring it up really quickly. The reason I have Doherty over Stewart, uh, and I read an article recently which was fantastic, was all about trying to use that VC or vice-captain loophole in the first, I think it was nearly the first 10 rounds. Carlton play huge number of their games on Thursday and Friday or either Saturday afternoon, where if I put Doherty as my VC, it leaves an ability for Laird or Jack Steele to be that captain with the and and Madden, who they're sitting there on my ruck bench, allows to be my loophole for it at the same time. It gives me a lot of time. I think eighty percent of those games I can play that type of style VC into my captain loophole, which for me is a Doherty as a VC, or if someone has Paddy Cripps, is another one who we know can just explode and have huge games, and then have that nice little backup of your your lead or steel. Um, where you know you're going to get a bit of consistency from them to to save the day if need be. So just a fun fact for everyone at home. Um, but we press on. So my rucks, I've got Sean Darcy sitting there at the moment. Super impressed with what he did at Fremantle in the game. We've talked about how he's going to ruck that back half while Jackson rucks the front half. Um, he still showed why he's a, a top top ruck. It could easily be a top three ruck. We've talked about Rowan Marshall until the cows come home. If you have not got him in your team... <coughs> Herbie Bulls, um, I feel like you must get him in, but I reckon this is going to be one of our greatest talking points of the season, and I love it. So stay strong maybe with Grundy, mate. Don't don't change. And um, obviously we've talked about Madden. He's now on my bench. Um, there's going to be a clear admission who used to be in my team, which was Bryn Tickle. Um, without, you know, all jokes aside, I think he's, he's showing a lot of value. He could do some things and could come straight back into this side, possibly – move Madden down to the bench in my forward line. But the word is, and we've seen a lot of ownership increase, is that Lysett's going back to that number one rock spot and people seeing value in putting him in the R2. I won't be touching Lysett in my R2 because I think there's a good chance that Tickle could take that spot if Port Adelaide don't turn their fortunes around and start winning matches. There's my three rucks, boys. Um, Herbie, you can go first, mate. All right. You guys know how I feel about uh, the, these players. So, look, with with my rucks, obviously I went English and Grundy. I just see that as so much stronger than Darcy and Marshall, to be honest. I don't know. I, I'm just – those two oh, – I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit speechless because I don't – when I saw the Darcy pick, you actually would have saw my face, my, my jaw dropped. Because I was like 562k. What's English? English is 581, so he's 19k more. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I think English is a far, far better player. Um, doggies are going to be really good, and you don't actually need really need to worry about that split with another ruckman because English is just the main guy, and you're a big advocate of that main guy. So what was the big reason for you getting Darcy in? Money was one with a few that I was pushing around. So I've had Jesse, I've had um, Wit sitting in my ruck one spot since day dot, and that's actually who I would go with if I have the cash. Um, but with the cash that I had, I still think I still think Sean Darcy is going to produce good, consistent, solid numbers. I just, I just think he is. I think he's, he's still so young, and he's coming to his prime for a ruck age. Um, and he showed me a lot at the end of last year, where, where I think he can, I think he can do the job. 
I think he's, yeah, I just, with the money, I think he's the best price for me to go for. Yep. All right. Like, knowing, well, that we'll... I can't, knowing that I can't afford wits or English with my current bank account, that's, that's where it stands at the moment. But if I get the cash, I'll be going wits. Yeah, that's interesting. That, that'll, that'll be a take that we need to um, look back at and you'll need to owe me some beer because I think English is going to go bonkers. Um, but listen to what I just – listen to what – I can't afford English. I'm not saying English is not going to score more than Darcy. I can't afford him at the moment. Yeah, go and buy that. You're about $500 short. I am um, – Take out Henry, yes, put in yes, Sheasel. No, no, I literally, literally. I, here, you guys keep talking. I, I've dropped him. Hold on. What have I got in my bank account? I just did it for a bit of fun. <laughs> I, I am – yeah, mate, I'm $400 short. <laughs> So yeah, like my actual team's... bank account, that's what I'm short, 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Walter, we need some more sponsorship, please. We do. All right. And obviously you guys know my Grundy take. So uh, I'm picking him over Marshall, the, the really popular pick. Um, it, was a, it was a little bit of a concern that, sorry, I'm going into my team a little bit, but that Grundy and uh, Gorn wasn't a real 70-30 split. It was about 60-40. Um, with Grundy more in the ruck. So I'm rating Grundy at that price point more than I'm rating Marshall um, just because I think he's a better player um, and cool. I think class shows. So we shall see. And, and the Ds will be really good as well. Yeah, I I like the, the knackers on you, mate. So with Darcy, he is one of the best tap ruckmen in the ruck, in the, in the comp, sorry. And when you've got the addition of Jaeger O'Meara, alongside the the on-ballers that they've got there. They, they've got shitloads to real life right now. That could potentially be a really potent midfield. So for your points that you get for taps to advantage, and then the fact that he's going to be playing behind the ball, it's a little bit of a uh, point of difference, a pod, as we like to call it. I, I think that's great. You know, so many people are going Wits, Darcy Cameron, who at the moment I trust mum's chilli and her spaghetti sauce more than Darcy Cameron, mate. Just put a <laughs> line through him, everyone. <laughs> Mason Cox played more than him. Don't have him in your team. Um, you're talking about these players who have got big ownership. Darcy, if you want to do the stats there, Rob, I reckon he still might be at 6 to 7% ownership. He's at 6. He's at six. Yeah, yep. a great pod and a, a really good point of difference. Marshall and Madden, I've got them in my side. We've spoken about them before, but, yeah. Yep. Darcy, the yep. pod, mate. Beautiful. We push on. And, and, and honestly, I think that's probably where we've been developing our teams over time as we go through this journey was must-haves, big ownership players, maybe throwing in one or two who have broken stories on and things like that. And it's now starting to come to the point of going, you know what, I want to win. Who do I think is around that same dollar value that I think is going to break out and is at under 5% or something like under 8%. That's going to be that difference between it. And you've got to take a little bit of a risk for the biscuit. Um, this is where you'll see the change, Justin, is in my forward line now. And you talk about getting that extra primo in the back line. I've decided to actually throw the extra primo in my forward line. So as much as I was talking about the Yo's, the Fife's, the Cunningtons, I've now given up. Not given up. I can understand. I, I wish I could have Cunnington in the team but I've gone a little bit of a, a change in what I've had to do here. And I've, I think you might be right. I don't know if he's actually going to get as much midfield time as we thought um, due to the fact that Clarko's trying to build a team for the future and it's time to get the young guys in the middle. So we'll see what happens there. But I still think Cunnington's a good pick. But my forward line, uh, Dunkley, Locke, Rose. So I've gone Dunkley, Rosie and Taranto. I think locked in, throw away the key. I'm going to trust all three to just hold that forward line for me all year. I broke uh, about 10 days ago and told everyone sitting in that F4, and this is my risk for me, but have a look at my whole team. I does, this guy doesn't need to stay in my F4. I could mix the next five guys up to all three of these spots. So Liam Henry sitting at the moment, he showed, and we talked about the fact that he's going to move up on the wing. He's at, he's at 200K. He's at a price that's going to average me 34. I just need the guy to play. If he plays on the wing, he's getting me 50 plus. I'll take that. Uh, McLean slots in there. Radicalia showed his promise. This is going to be probably one of those quick outs and upgrades. 
when Hawkins isn't playing, he's playing that role in the back line at the moment where he does rack up some points. Oscar Allen is sitting on my bench at the moment. Again, he's just going to play and is priced at 210. I just need him to play and score. And then we've talked about Filippo and, and what he can score at 166 sitting on the bench. What I have done with my forwards is I've gone full primo and then guys that I can who I think are going to play and I think are going to score. And then I look to how I upgrade them by bringing in rookies that didn't get picked right at the start and upgrade some of my mid prices to some primos. Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, I've got Dunkley, I've got Rosie, I've got Torino, I've got McLean, I've got Radiglia, I've got Allen, and I've got Filippo. So the only difference for us is Henry. And you're selling him to me, but I want to be different to you. So, I mean, at 200K, that's rookie bargain price, and he's playing on a wing. We saw what Blake Akers was able to do. We've seen what play uh, Nathan Wilson, is it? He's done it in the past, generated good numbers. They're not necessarily the greatest players in the world, but if they play their position well on those big ovals over in Perth, they're going to get the ball. So that's a value pick. Uh, I can't. So I just, I, I just, I just had a chat with my inside man as well, and I think I'll be watching very closely who gets picked this this weekend coming for their preseason because right. I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be quite telling to who's going to play and who's going to play where. So I'll be watching it closely. And, mate, no difference. They are point of difference. We know who it is. It's it's Winhager. And uh, you sold him to me too. But, again, we're talking 60000 extra in cash. And to build this team that I needed, and if you look at Whitfield would be the one to go, 60000 down from there, there's there's yeah. nobody to, to do what I think Whitfield can do. So that's my risk at the moment. And uh, I'll be watching Windy very closely, and I'll be watching Fremantle very closely. What have you got to say, Justin? What do you reckon? Yeah, so, I mean, I've got a lot of the players that you've got there as well. Dunkley, Taranto, uh, McLean, Radigalier, I think he's in my side or just, just got out of it, but could come back in. Um, Alan and Filippo as well. Um, I think Taranto looks really, really good. Like, I think he's a Brownlow Smokey, to be honest. Um, I'd get on him. Just He's, he's just... Uh, yeah, he looks really, really comfortable in that midfield already, and he's kicking goals as well. I know it was only against North, but it was a close game. Um, so he's getting up forward. I thought he would be a majority midfielder. Um, he is, but he's also finding his way to goals as well, which is which is good to see. Um, Rosie, I don't have him in my team, but I'll probably try to look to get him in as well. It's just I don't like that club that much, to be honest. So... Uh, but agree. Look, agree. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably try to get him in. Um, the only other one is, um, who did you have? Liam Henry. Um, I just want to see if he actually does play wing because obviously they've, I've got, I've got another guy, Fredericks, who, um, was a similar player to Henry. Um, played, but Frederick, I think, played a little bit more. Um, he was more consistently in that team. So I think he, if he's healthy, um, then he gets one of those wings just as a lock. But we also don't know how these guys play wing. Um, it's a really, really hard position to play as well. So I think that, yeah, obviously that's a really, really good and solid team. Um, we just need to see how they go because Akers was just a classical wingman. You know, he played the position really well. So um, these guys... A more forwards, small, lively forwards. So let's see how they play the position um, and see if they get named there as well. I would take. I think I'm going Sheasel over him um, just because I see Sheasel as class, um, and I really, really, really like his game. So um, hopefully he plays down back. But if he's forward as well, he'll create a lot of chances, and we should be better this year. Can the can the ruse. And mate, I, I love that you mentioned him because he would be the other guy, and I can actually make that. I can make that move. Sheasel can come in for Henry, and actually Darcy could go up to uh, to English if I really wanted to mm. as well. So um, I just, mate, I, I think we've talked about it a bit. We've got to find those PODs. We've got to have those. It's no different to Mickey Dell with your uh, Warner pick, mate. I only had him in my team, and I was like, no, nah, our teams are getting too similar. I've got to go somewhere else, but. Um, yeah, no, it's um, it's good. It's food for thought. It's names for us to throw to you, our listeners, our subscribers, um, to give you something to think about and play with your team. Have a look at it. 
Um, I think the biggest thing I'm noticing this year is back in the day, you talk about am I a primo and rookie team? Am I a mid-price maniac team? Am I a, you know, what kind of am I going for? I think what we're seeing this year is you're playing that kind of game on the different lines of I'm going, you know, primos and rookies here. I'm going a lot of mid-prices in here, and I'm going lock away the key with some some primos down in the forward line, and, and that's sort of how I've gone. But then I've had to go back in and do a little bit of tweaks here and there to make sure that I don't have the team that just every single man and dog has around Australia. Yeah, you want to so, find a point of difference yeah. with your team. Um, so I think that if you can take risks, then do it. Um, if it's to your liking, if you've got inside knowledge, uh, if you're a little spy like Mickey Dell and you got uh, you got some knowledge from the great man Tess, um, then 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 go with it. Honestly, um, this is this is the year to do it. Honestly, this is actually the year to do it to take take some risks um, in that mid price points. And you've seen us all have different players at that mid price where we think they could really explode, and we've explained them all. So just listen in. Beautiful. Any final words from you, Mick? And then I've got to wrap this one up. Two, one, big watch this space. Jonathan Segal at Geelong. Still at 0%, started in the ruck for Geelong. Word is that he'll be their number one ruck come round one. At 370K, you know, with Stanley, he's getting a bit older. He relies on his athleticism a lot. Uh, he could be the number one ruck with Asaba Radicalia backing him up. So, And uh, Blissabs, I believe he'll play more midfield alongside Holmes and Bowes and Dangerfield and these sorts of players. So that's one to watch. And also for the guys at ANZPL 2K, uh, if you're looking to get a team in in a PlayStation 5 uh, arena, uh, let those guys know at Twitter, at ANZPL 2K. The next season's only three weeks away. Register your interest if you think you've got what it takes to beat the best in Australia. Fantastic. That league just keeps growing stronger and stronger. It's fantastic to hear the talent that's coming out of Australia. It's, it's unreal and taking the world by storm. It so. is. Beautiful. Um, guys, thank you so much for your time. For everyone listening at home, thank you. Uh, we've got some amazing, amazing episodes coming up. We're going to keep talking to you about all the breaking news. We're going to keep bringing up those names that are people talking about and answering the yes, no, maybe later kind of question for you at the same time. We will keep you up to date as best and as many times as we can. The way for you to make sure you get that information, click subscribe. Don't miss an episode. Follow us on all our social medias at Molten Fantasy Sports. Follow us on Twitter. Get along. All our hashtags are there down below. Everybody, Herbie, Mickey Dell, and myself, this has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 